Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Dear Joe Kane podcast with SJ and Eva B. SJ, my friend, Sarah Jane Drummy, is an actress turned filmmaker living in Madrid. And Eva B, my other very good friend, is also an actress turned filmmaker living in London. And we are a Dublin, London, Madrid Zoom podcast until we are united very soon in Ireland. Hola, chicas. So in my week, I, I had a birthday, lads. I'm, I'm really old. Oh, happy. Yeah. Birthday? Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Is it happy? Maybe? Like, I don't know. Is it? How do you feel? How do you feel? Uh, I just How happy feel. are you? You know what? I'm fine. I'm yeah. Fine. I'm 53. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's a good, a good day. Yeah, exactly. Good and look, listen, what, is, what are the other options? You're either here or you're not. You're either here or you're not. <laughs> Honestly, that's it. My, my approach is... <laughs> that's oh. so uncomforting. You're either here or you're dead. Well, it's, it's very true. practical. Sure. That's SJ's nature, though, isn't it? It's very practical. You're here practical. or you're not here? <laughs> Are you going well, to contribute don't. or not? <laughs> I'm a little bit older than both of you by about six years, I reckon, yeah? Mm. No. Seven. Six years. Oh, no, you are, yeah. Mm. See, I just... Sorry, Seven. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> years older. I never. I don't seem to have a problem with turning the big numbers like the forty. I didn't have a massive problem for it. I was like, throw a party, let's celebrate it, embrace the forty. Forty-one was dreadful. Mm. And I, so I think I'm going to be the same with fifty. Fifty, like ah, fuck it, let's have a big old party. Fifty-one, I'll want to kill myself, probably. Yeah, it's, no, it's I, the I, year I, after, and it's like, it's like, oh, now it's just downhill. The big party's over, it's just downhill. I think it's the rung on the ladder. You know, you, yeah. you can, as you say, you mark the big one, you go, oh, okay, uh-huh. 40, 50, you celebrate that. And then when you go in on the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> you go one up, yeah. One, one little step. Two, yeah. You're crawling slowly. You're to on the, top. the wrong, yeah, you're yeah, on the wrong, wrong side. end of the ladder. <laughs> you're on the wrong end the of the wrong ladder. The wrong side of it, yeah. 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 I don't mind the age. It's my face falling into the sea that I know. <laughs> <laughs> The number is just that gets harder and harder to just hold everything up, you know, and you're like, I have a good, I have a good, healthy, I'm not ultra vain, but, you know, I have a decent, decent amount of vanity that I think is a normal, a normal amount of vanity, I would say. But also, do you know what I've discovered now is at our age, we have to put time and effort into trying to maintain any kind of elasticity, elasticity, electricity, elasticness. Well, here's the it takes, It's Listen, collagen mm. oh, supplements. Yeah. This is all new to me. Mm. Collagen, I now in the morning have a bowl of supplements. There's about 10 pills in that bowl that Ross ah. fills for me on a daily wow. basis because it's sort of his field. Oh, you see, so lucky. See, this is the thing. Hyaluronic what? acid capsules. Like, oh, this, is, yes. this is what I've just started taking now because you have to because otherwise your face falls into the sea. Falls into the mm. sea, yeah. Well, I'm wow. not taking any of those things and I, and I most likely will never take any of those things. And the only <laughs> thing... Look- just as well. Well, the only thing, the thing, <laughs> honestly, though, the thing that makes me feel okay with all of that is I look at my mother and my mother's, she's so beautiful and her face has lines. And yet one never, ever thinks that when they see her. And my mother-in-law is the same, right? She was the rabbi in the Malibu Jewish Center and Synagogue. And every other week, one of her congregants would come up to her and say, Rabbi, you really need to start doing something to your face. You know, it's like, and uh, <laughs> How rude. But like in LA, I mean, I was there last year to do uh, to do a little job before lockdown happened. I went to Whole Foods to get some groceries for where I was staying, and there was a creamer that said collagen 
enhancing creamer. It's a cream or a milk? It's cream that you put in your coffee. And they it's put like collagen into it. Collagen in the creamer. That's, That's the, the level extreme. Of it. That's mm. how extreme it is. And so, yes, there's plenty of things I could probably do. I don't. I don't. I'm actually okay with growing. But that's and that's why that, that is okay. You are because because if mentally you're comfortable and confident and happy with your age and yourself, your body and everything that goes mm. with it. That's that's there's no nothing better than than that than than. No, that's you know, it. Don't mess that's, with it. You don't need to. That's, that's the that's pinnacle. Simple. That's yeah, what everybody absolutely. wants to be. Yeah. See, well, she's I, the purest. I, I, just I look at my mom and my mother-in-law and and I feel like they have such energy and they exude a love of life mm. and I no matter how much collagen you pump into your face or in the end when you're in your 70s your 80s no one's going to care no one's going to care what they care about is who you are and how you see the world and and how you've lived and all and, and I see that in them and it kind of yeah. re- reassures me that uh, okay, as long as I just keep enjoying life. And yeah, and, and I think and, that is that that's key. That's absolutely key. But I think, like, personally speaking, if I look a bit wrecked when I look in the mirror, I then don't feel great about myself. And then I don't feel as confident. And then I'm not in such a good mood. Or yeah. if I kind of look in the mirror and go, I'm looking good today, I'm looking a bit yeah. more fresh faced, or those puffy, puffy eyes that aren't here this morning, or yeah. I'm looking less, I will feel just a bit brighter a bit happier and it kind of all it, it it goes hand in hand a bit which probably you know they feel that way as well where they how they look on the outside yeah feeds how they feel on on the inside so, the usj kind of go it does not matter you look well, great by the way if it doesn't it's not a concern of yours thank the you, aging but, process and all the rest I, I think that's probably a healthier place to be but it's mentally. not i'm not saying like i don't look at myself in the mirror every day and go oh my god i feel amazing i look amazing i don't i very much like you you know there's definitely days where you go oh my god i'm definitely getting older and you see all the different changes that are happening um, and I, I can't afford to, to, to get the treatments and all of this thing. So it's kind of, you know, what can I do for myself mm. that on a day-to-day basis that makes me feel good about my life and how I can live? So it's like this morning, I thought, you know what, I've just been drinking too much tea. Like I drink so much tea. <laughs> so I had a peppermint tea this morning and it just mentally switched something where I thought, okay, well, I'm doing this thing for myself and that's going to make me feel better. Like it's just like, it's such a stupid thing to do, but it, it made me it feel worked. like I'm doing it's something. It's not though. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the discipline that I wish I had. I'm going now, <laughs> if I had a mint tea, I'd feel a lot less heavy in the stomach than that big old builder tea that's full of milk. <laughs> but you think I can do it? I don't have the discipline to do it. I've been astonished by my lack of discipline. Every day, every day I go, wow, you, you've done it again. You've reached new lows. That's just extraordinary. I'm with you on that. It's discipline and, and, and willpower, having the, the, mm. the, the strength to commit to something and to you see, see I, it through. I I'm think you have great discipline, SJ. I admire your discipline a lot. You inspire me. Well, I look at you and there's the healthy dinner on the table and there's none of that endless <laughs> snacking and going for the crisps that I do. And the, oh, Jesus, wept. Anyway. Well, there's also, there's like, I mean, there'd be control freaky tendencies in my nature as well. And so that, that, has, <clears throat> that has also been things that I've learned, you know, where it's kind of finding the balance and, and actually right. going through life, understanding that. And there were periods in my life where I lacked control. And so you do all these other things. You don't know where to channel all that energy. And so this is the thing about getting older. These are things that I love about getting older is soaking up all of the shit that I wish I'd known back in my 20s, you know, and and told myself and given myself a break, like you're okay, you, you know, you can do this and channel that into there. And it's just giving you more chance to learn, isn't it? Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. That side of it, I like. I'm, mm. I'm a better person now than I was 10 years yeah. ago. I'm much more liberated. I'm a bit more zen about what I'm doing and who I am. That, mm. I like that. Yeah. The face. But no. the face falling. <laughs> None of us like that. No. And of course, the, the issue is it's not just the mirror. There's the big, massive TV screen sure. that you also get. See that, see. Yes, exactly. And yeah, and it's, it's not kind. My it's God. not kind. I mean, it's, you know what? When I, I stopped acting for probably the, all of last, well, the last kind of two years, or no, the last year and a half, I stopped acting. I just didn't act. <laughs> there was no work to be. <laughs> 
I stopped acting, I decided. <laughs> and now I'm going to start again. <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to act much more because I was concentrating on, on writing. And with that came a lovely sense of relief of not having to really care so much about what size I was or if I had spots mm. or if I was looking more wrinkly. And then an acting job came up and I immediately slotted back into feeling insecure and mm. self-conscious and started to worry about was I slim enough was mm. I too wrinkly now was I how is my skin going to be what if I get spots again and it just put me straight back into that mode of um being very very self-critical um and and that was all down to the fact that you know I'm going to be you know in front of a camera and then yeah. that's going to be so there's a very unhealthy side to, oh, to the business that I find yeah. myself in. I think it's, it's, I'm sure there's lots of actors out there that don't experience this, but I know that there are tons. Well, of, I don't think I, there's I many who it. don't. To be I honest with it. you, I mean, you're, you're. I mean, I've kind of stopped looking at myself on screen as much as possible. You know, I don't, mm. I don't need to. I don't. I haven't watched back many of the TV I shows. Sometimes I need to look at it to learn. That's the killer. You kind of mm. go. I know if I watch that, I, I could probably improve what I'm doing. Yeah. But when I do, my heart sinks because you definitely, I definitely think I'm better looking than I am. I, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. I'm going, right. geez, that's a bit of a shock now. I thought I was looking well that day. <laughs> I must tell you this lovely story, though. You know, I do think that vanity is, a healthy amount of vanity is important. But I just, mm. I remembered this story when you were talking that I once was getting a lift back from Galway with Tom Murphy, the playwright, you know, fabulous yeah, Tom Murphy. Yes. And his lovely wife, Jane Brennan, Lady yeah. Jane, as I always lady call her, because she's wonderful. such yeah, a lady. She's so elegant. Mm. And I was, uh, I don't know how it came about this, but obviously we were all on some show or other. Uh, and I was obviously like, you know, in kind of in awe of Tom and a little bit intimidated. And like, oh, Jesus, how am I going to be Tom, the playwright? What yeah. would I be saying now that if I would make or be of any interest? But anyway, we were chatting away and Jane's mother had had a horrible accident. I really, in fact, she had been mugged and she was in her 80s. Oh, knocked her to the floor. She ended up in hospital. It was an awful story, really bad. And I was asking Jane how she was. And she said, oh, listen, do you know what? She's coming around. It was, and they were so upset with the whole thing. She said, but she's getting better. And then Tom said, I'm going to try and do an impression, Tom Murphy. It's not yeah. very good. But you know, he had that amazing voice. And he said, well, Deirdre, she was putting her lipstick on the last day I went to see her. And I thought when you're putting the lipstick on, that's a great sign. Because if you lose your vanity, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it always stayed with me I thought so that's so good. true so whenever I'm oh good well you know I was it reminds me the other day I was in the queue to pick up Jessie at school and one of the mums who I know turned around and went you're looking very well and I did like a what she what and she, she looked at me and I went, you, you look really well I was like what's she talking about I, was like, I, mean, I washed my hair maybe it's because I washed my hair we're terrible at taking yeah. compliments. Yeah. We are so terrible much, so much at taking that compliments. You actively attacked the woman. What are you actually talking about? You're wrong. You haven't looked well ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it sits very, and I think Irish people in particular are very, very bad at taking compliments. It's something that's inbuilt in us. It's how, I don't know if it's how we were brought up, but I, and we're not the only culture that are bad. But I don't know if it reflects some sort of low self-esteem or we get embarrassed or we don't want to be seen as being big-headed if we accept the comment. God forbid we'd say, thank you. How would I come across then? A big-headed, mm. you know, uppity that doesn't it, sit well with us. It is normal. And as you said there, I think if you were having a week where you are suddenly, you're looking at your skin more because you're going to be on the the telly and you're self-conscious and then suddenly somebody tells you something completely opposite and you're like what the fuck are you talking about look at me I'm no just you see I do it all the time really? and I think most of us do it a lot um and actually I was talking to to Ross um about it and he said part he's an acupuncturist as you know and one of the things he so, sometimes asks his patients is a sort of preamble to the treatment to sort of try and get to either know them or, or he knows them to understand where they're at in their life at the moment is to ask them to list off 
good things and, and or positive things and negative things about themselves, things they like and things they don't like. And she says, generally speaking, the list will be 90% negative, 10% positive, because generally, as a rule, people have quite a low opinion of themselves or they feel too uncomfortable or awkward about listing off the good stuff. And after it's that, that's desperate. And I know listening to it, it's yeah. absolutely, it's absolutely true. true. And by then, as an exercise, I was in the bathroom going, oh, Lord, what would be on my list now? Just in my head, I was making the list and I was thinking of all the negative things. And then I thought of a couple of the positive things. And then I felt embarrassed because some <laughs> telepathic stranger was going to read my mental list in my head and think, who is that uppity little cow? <laughs> <laughs> like, or I couldn't possibly say that about myself in my head. <laughs> Whereas the list of the negative stuff is just like, oh, well, I can certainly be that and I can be that. Oh, jeez. And that's what, what we naturally are inclined to be more yeah. down in ourselves yeah. and self-critical, yeah. positive and, and, and affirming. I think we know where this comes from, though. I mean, we've been bombarded. Women now in particular, right? The images, mm. how we're meant to look, you know, that we have mm. been bombarded for so long. Traditional images of what is that yeah. we're just, we couldn't possibly not be berating ourselves for morning until night because you couldn't possibly hold a candle mm. to that image. You know, there's yeah. no norm a woman can look that way. We're all, everybody wants to look like Jennifer Aniston and have her body, which is extraordinary. Mm. She's the same age as me, lads. Like, and I'm, and so she's the one that I look to because I go, mm. well, now, how's Jennifer looking now? Because we're, we're the same age. It's her face in the sea. <laughs> like, listen, Jennifer's working out. Get a grip on yourself. First of all, she's working out seven days a week. She has she's, someone coming to her house yeah, in the morning. She has, to, to, she, has, she has a chef at home. And it she her in the bank. <laughs> and a few million to inject into her face if she wants to. And she hasn't got a child to get to school on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> on top of all that so it's not realistic but that's it's not what realistic. we are now yeah. that, but that's what we're now holding as the kind of the comparison that that's what no, we're that's very true the keeping up with the joneses became keeping up with the kardashians became the way mm. that's it and well, we've been doing it for centuries it. though and your waist should be this size we're going to strap you into a corset and when was that you know years and ago. the funny thing is it's i feel like it's only just started for men like literally in the last decade mm. suddenly that there's a generation for whom there's pressure on them to be fit 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 guys is in mm. but that is new we've had it down on us forever yeah, yeah but i do also think it's a cultural thing because i think if and i know this is you know not to make a sweeping generalization but if you go to the states and sj you lived there for for and ages yeah. you can maybe um have something to say in this but they are much better taking compliments they oh, they're take great them. it's very effusive and you'll get lots of compliments but they're very very good at taking taking them and you'll give a compliment and they'll say thanks thanks so much and move yeah. on whereas in ireland here, not so much. I hear. I think English people take compliments. They take them okay. They're not in Ireland. It's like I love your dress. This whole thing, pennies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always, pennies. Like, you yeah. always have to like like say how cheap it was. Exactly. <laughs> because I don't deserve any more I than that. But that's that's the yeah. subtext. Sure. No, I couldn't possibly be wearing something that was expensive that I you know that I deserve because no, I must say that actually no, this silk is a bit. This is a yeah. rag. Well, you do I, look wonderful, Eva. Thank oh, you, Sarah Jane. You're welcome, Eva. I'm going helped, to that. Helped by her bloody acupuncturist. Husband the pills into her, her in the morning. <laughs> collagen and hyaluronic acid. And I'm well, gel. Okay. Oh. Who's talking to me about uh, Mary Kondo? Who is this woman? You, you have to explain. I don't, I, I've heard of Mary Kondo. You've never heard I, of her? I have. See, I, I have heard. Have you not, Eva? No, See, not I haven't. Heard of her. I had to wow. look her up. I didn't. Oh I heard it. it was vaguely familiar, but I didn't know what. I just oh, this is wonderful! Writer. She's a Japanese oh. woman who, five years ago, when we decided that we were going to leave LA and we were going to travel, we knew we couldn't travel with all of our stuff, so we decided to sell everything we owned, and oh, I and love that. yeah, and reduce all of our belongings down to a suitcase each. And we had Lewis as well. So we had baby gear. And so a friend of mine handed me this book and it was called The Magic of Tidying Up by Mary Kondo. <laughs> and I'd love to say, isn't that fabulous? But I have an absolute aversion to magic. The Magic of Tidying Up is a title I hate. It's got magic <laughs> it's got fun. <laughs> and tidying up. <laughs> 
<laughs> so maybe she's just not good to be for you at all. Um, and I kind of skimmed, skimmed through it. And, and this is years ago now. And I, and the basic basics of it is that you don't want to fight the stuff in the house by th- looking at what you want to throw away. What you want to do is you have to dump yeah. everything onto your bed. You t- Like say, if you're going through all your clothes, you take all every single thing out of the closet, put it on your bed, hold every single item in your hand and say, does this spark great joy? Jesus. And if the item in question, if it doesn't spark great joy, you thank it for the time that you've had with it and you put it away. That thanks is for your time. You thanks were great, for your time. You were a great you very, jumper. <laughs> you were a great jumper. You served me well. I got you for five euro and pennies. And I fuck 12, off. 12 years ago. <laughs> and now fuck off. Exactly. But, and and I, what about when you're feeling deep resentment for the thing you paid a lot of money for <laughs> because it didn't wash well? And yeah. There is a couple of hundred quid badly spent. You can fuck right off with yourself. Exactly. But thank you. But thank you. <laughs> for taking my money yeah. and bringing me very little joy. Yeah. And the, okay, all anyway, all right. So did you do this? It worked. It really worked. And I got everything down to a suitcase. And then last week, Lewis was off school again. And I was going a little bit out of my mind. So I know what I'll do. I'll go through my closet um, in preparation for leaving. Leaving I, Spain? Leaving Spain to oh go to God. Ireland. Um, you know, this is going to take me some time. The whole thing ended in 10 minutes. Because I had Marie condoed my life down to one <laughs> suitcase. And it made me feel really sad. God, like, you know, we've been here for four years. We've had now Lewis has built up a lot of stuff. And because he's lived here at the age of three three to seven. Yeah. Now he has to do this, you know, purge of things much harder to do when you're seven than when you're 46. But my point is that Ellie and I have we don't buy things because we know we're always going to be leaving. And I don't want to go through this thing again. So, yes, it has worked, but it also mm. means that you're building a life. And because we move so much and it is wonderful that we can just pick up and pack our suitcases and go on to the next chapter. But there's also moments of, you know, God, like I'm just going to put everything into a suitcase. And it's. Um, well, can I ask then, is it is it the, the missing the stuff? Or what the stuff signifies, and does the stuff signify roots and mm. a place where your your home that you're you know that you're gonna stay in for a very very long time, and and the stuff that that goes with that? Because I've yeah, it, the, the, the cups and the it's blankets not, and the it's not it's sofas. it's that it's we've been given things since we've been here, and we're not bringing any of those things with us. Because we're not, you can't travel with, with, an, with a mountain of books. And so no. you just can't. And so but I've you let, could, I've let you could ship the books a box. Before. You could ship a box, but then you're <clears throat> shipping boxes and then you're doing the thing again, right? We've yeah. been through it. I've been through this before. We've gotten ourselves down to a way of living and, it's, and it does work, but it does bring stuff up. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and she talks about that. It's a purging, but it, it brings a lot of things up, which is also very good because you're kind of looking at yourself again, going, okay, so four years later, God, we've done so much and we've seen so many places and we've like had an amazing time here. And now we're going to leave with our little suitcase each and go on to this next chapter and and find new experiences and new things. And guess what? I'm going to have to leave the mug that my friend bought me for my birthday two years ago. And that's okay. You know, it's it's but it doesn't mean that, oh, we just live a very purist lifestyle and it's all so easy. We just pack the suitcases and go every four years. Still, you're letting go of the things. I mean, Esther, you know, it is amazing because you do live very differently. I don't know anyone else who lives like you. And I love the way you live but I do I hear the heartache of having to sort of leave everything behind and that is super hard and it but it comes back to your discipline I have to say yes because you know I think I'd be going I'm going to ship a box 
And that, that's the only way and I can do that. Then that box would become I'm, five boxes. I think I could get it to probably one. You know, there you go. I think, I think mm-hmm. I could, but I, I you know, it, but you don't. And I just really, how long have you been doing that? 10 years? Lewis was 10 months. So we're, we're doing it. So six years, but we, but we, we traveled for two years and then we yeah. landed in Madrid and, <clears throat> and we've been in Madrid for four years. So the, you know, going from country to country. Okay. And before that, you lived in L.A. for how long? Ten years. And so what did you do with all of your belongings from L.A.? You sold everything. We sold everything. Well, very, very few people have the discipline to do this. But a lot of people would like to do it, I think. But it's, I think it has to do with... I used to go on tour a lot when I was an actor. So I was always living from a black bag. Like all my friends were always laughing at me. Oh, here she comes with the black bag. You know, where you, you, you're you so used to being on the road that yeah. it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, okay, we'll we'll just do it. We'll take this one little step further. And one of the things that somebody talked about, it's easier to do something like this if there is a very strong reason. And so for us in LA, there was one moment where we needed to move houses and we weren't in a position financially to do it at the time. So we put all of our stuff into storage and we proceeded to do Craigslist or Airbnb for a few months. We thought it would just be a couple of months, but it turned out to be a year of going from one place to another. And it was lovely. But in the meantime, we were paying for storage for all of our stuff. And we would go to the storage unit every now and then when we thought like, oh, I do need to get some clothes. And Jesus, that box is at the very back. And when you were presented with your stuff, you opened the gate and it was like a 10, five foot by 10 foot place. And you lift up the gate and you're just like, your stuff is just kind of, oh my God, it's all there. And you see it and it's like, oh God, close it, close it. And then when we found a place to live and we brought all the stuff in, it was just trash. Most of it was trash. Most of it. Amazing. You just described my loft there. That way you're like, we've got a loft. And thank God, because we've got such a little storage in the house. So we've just gone like that and just thrown things into the loft. I go to the loft now, it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ, get me out of here, get me out of here. Because I reckon there's... 70% 70% of that that could go in its skin. So that's what we did, Eva. When we brought all of our stuff in and got rid of everything, we said, never again. We are never okay. doing that again. That was my moment of reckoning, right? I never want to do that again. Yeah. I had similar, similar experience when we were in Chiswick. We had no storage and we were in a small flat. So boxes and boxes and boxes belonging to us went into our friends, Becky and Paul's. Uh, yeah. basement they they had an underground and they said we'll take we'll take the boxes so they ended up being there for six years five or six years and then eventually yeah. we moved back to Ireland and the boxes came and you can imagine the state that they were in oh, six yeah. years the layers of dust and all the rest of it I'd say I reduced it down to one half size box and oh, was yeah. thrown it there was duvets lads come and shite and the dust mites and the layers and the mildew and the what do you, <laughs> yeah. smell if you haven't the, needed it in a year you're not going to need six years I, long. and Just I forgot it. I forgot what was in there mm-hmm. what I wanted to ask you SJ was when you got rid of the stuff um, from LA did you have wedding presents what did you do like did you have a painting or anything like that well yes we did we had a couple of paintings for our wedding we asked for no presents we just wanted people see she's a purist Mm. (laughs) um but we just knew ourselves we just what are we going to do with the stuff you know and and ellie always had whenever we'd go to the storage unit to have to get something from it ellie would always say do we own the stuff or does the stuff own us? <laughs> See, Ellie is very good. He's, he's so not a commercial, not a consumerist in any way. He's not? No, not at all. He hates the stuff. And so the way that, yeah. But we did get some wedding gifts, which are in my parents' house in Kerry. And um, there's a painting that Ellie was given by his stepfather and that's hanging in his mother's house. So there may be a time in our lives where we have a place that we feel like, you know, we're going to stay here for longer than four years that we will manage to bring these things into our lives. But for now, they're... Until then, you're you're fluid. You are, you are, yeah, you can fluid. choose to get up and go whenever you want. That's the upside. Yeah. Right? It's true, but it does bring things up and, sure. and in a good way. But it's also, I have to be very conscientious of Lewis and to be gentle with him because as much as it's easy for me to go, okay, I'll get rid of that. It's not 
that easy for him no, now. You see, now he yeah, has kids an love their stuff, don't yeah. they? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Their, yeah. Now you see, I'm even, I'm even amazed that you're, you know, saying to Lewis, this can stay and this can go. Because whenever I moved and my kids were little, I didn't, I didn't tell them. I mean, I, I left a lot behind. Mm. And I, 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 for months, I said, that's mm. in a box somewhere. That box yeah. never arrived. I, yeah. I just couldn't because I knew there would be tears that might possibly never go away and that I could be out. You didn't bring my, you yeah. didn't keep my thing. And I'd have yeah. major tears. It did cause thousands, but a lot of the time I just didn't tell them. I was leaving oh yeah, like 99% of the things he will not know about because he picks up trash from the street for his inventions. So like it's actual <laughs> trash. <laughs> <laughs> it came from the bin it's going back yeah. into the bin but actual <laughs> trash is going back in the bin David Blaine is going to live in a box with all his uh, trash but anyway but, but anyway you have to do a big move Eva soon. well yes which this is good because I think it's going to be like a pre-move before the big move so it's yeah. going to be an opportunity to get rid of a lot of stuff before we do the big move back to Dublin has happened within sort of two years but oh, in the next couple of months okay. we've got to move up the road just staying in yeah. the neighbourhood but just moving house so the idea is to go through that bloody loft and lose most of what's in there. And it's going to be a bit of a mammoth job. But yeah, we're going to take this move. Uh, we're going to take it the opportunity to do a massive cull. So when we get to move to Dublin, we'll, we'll have done all yeah, the surplus, all the stuff. That you might look up a bit done. of Mary Kondo, would you now? Will you be doing I it? think I will. I'm going to be holding now the, the old big mm. backy grey pants going, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Killer, you can go in the bin. <laughs> I think I'll do it. I think you've inspired me. I'm going to go. I, I actually have always. I have tiny amount of storage in this house and far too many coats, lads. Here's the biggest uh-huh. problem with living in Ireland: coats. coats. Oh yeah. You Everyone, you've got a rain coat and a heavy coat and a winter coat and a nice coat, a and then coat, the ordinary coat, the spring coat. The, Oh, Jesus. And of course, yeah, the summer, you what's going to happen today, to bring. So like we've got the four seasons around yeah. the clock, 12 months of the year. <laughs> and with the result, I mean, you come in my door, front door, there's five hooks. Sure, that wouldn't be enough for four people. No. There's about six coats packed on top of each other. I hate the size of them. Yeah. I have hatred for some of the coats, actual yeah. Yeah. <laughs> physical hatred. Um, yeah. And still, I can't get rid of it because there might be a day when that would be the right weight. Yeah. <laughs> I went out for a walk yesterday in the wrong coat and I was effing <laughs> and all the white coats at home cursing <laughs> myself I was in the big feckin' wretched puffer jacket that I I longed to put away I'm like please can spring come so this fucking puffer jacket can get out of my sight walking around in the big lagging jacket I'm just like get away from me but of course you know you think you have the spring and the next day there's oh. a Baltic day yeah. Just, you can't put yeah. it away. Just in case. Coats. You leave them out just in case. You never know. The coats will kill us. The coats will kill us. Yeah. The new place now, I'm delighted with the new place because oh, it tennis. has. Well, and it's only because the woman who owns the house. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. She is an interior designer stroke mm. architect. So Great. the built-in storage oh. is off the scale. Because oh, like you, wow. our house, we have no built-in storage here. We have very, we have limited storage, hence the loft being what it is. So this new place is like, I mean, I was having practical orgasms opening the drawers. No handles and anything. It just looks like a wall. 
architects like hate handles. Drawer. They hate handles. And I it quite right. Clean lines. Clean lines. Yeah. Clean lines yeah. And then surprises behind every wall. Wonderful. Wow. Yeah. I don't I think I've even come to the point where I because I think I'm clever at storage because I've always been short storage. Well, certainly the last 10 years. And um so I think that I've found every possible space and every bed has drawers under them and space to put things under and it's not enough. I think if an architect came in here, she'd just say, no, you need a bigger house, love. (laughs) (laughs) There's no clean lines to be found here. You have to go. (laughs) Or she'd say one of that. The coats are a problem. (laughs) Hey, come here. I completely forgot to tell you, by the way, uh, when you were asking me about the birthday, what did I do for my birthday? I didn't give you the big reveal. I went to have the uh, veins, the blue veins my legs injected. Happy birthday legs. Yeah, yeah. happy birthday legs. That was the only date I could get. But isn't that like seriously awful and oh very unglamorous? And now you, please God, neither of you will ever need to have it done. It's an hereditary thing. If I will have to have it done. My mother has had it done twice. I will definitely oh, have yeah. to have it done. All right, okay. I have it ahead okay. of me, yeah. Yeah, well, mine, they weren't very bad. The touch of the secondary roadmap about me. Do you know the little, <laughs> <laughs> the little side roads? The little the secondary roads. roads. There was a good few secondary roads <laughs> down the middle. And like that, my mother yeah. has, has them quite bad. And did they hurt? Not much. I, I Things have improved vastly. Here's the good news. Mm. Your mother, Eva, when she would have had to have them done, would have had to have them stripped out. Oh, she oh, did. It literally yeah. makes me sick in my oh. mouth. They stripped yeah. the veins out Ow. of the blouse. Yeah, but that's Just. gone. Now, good. that's a thing of the past. That's not necessary good anymore. And there'd, be, yeah, and there'd be people listening to this podcast and if they only get the one tip out of it, you don't need to have that procedure done anymore. That's a what thing of the past. Do? But people are still doing it. But I went to a place called The Vein Clinic. They <laughs> wrapped up going, well, happy birthday to you. <laughs> now they just inject them. So they And, you know, they have an ultrasound, so you think you're having a baby. In the ultrasound... <laughs> I'd love to revisit that. They said, if we find a heartbeat... <laughs> so the ultrasound was going over the secondary road mapping the legs and the man Alistair a lovely man from the north and they're all called Alistair all men from the north are called Alistair right? only the Protestant uh, ones yes that was my thinking exactly uh, so anyway yeah, so the ultrasound goes up and he goes see that lovely vein there now I can see that nice and clearly and next thing he puts the needle in so there's a little anaesthetic to numb the pain a bit and then in goes the needle little bit more sore than a bit of acupuncture I'd say not much more and in it goes and you can actually see him you can see the vein being cut they're actually nipping the vein and off it goes and then there'll be a bit of bruising and it goes down the other end and then the lovely thing at the end you get a nice big stocking for yourself (laughs) a nude (laughs) coloured compression stocking that you have to wear day and night so I'm in this Two weeks, oh, two weeks, day and night, and then it can be just day, uh, just night. I think you switch to just night. <laughs> so the passion killers <laughs> live on. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So that's what you did on your birthday. That's what I did, and the and uh, two grand for my pleasure. Is walking sore really? afterwards? Is it sort of? I, I was a bit under the little bit. I wasn't flying around. Mm. I was a bit kind of hopping around. So that on top of the fall that I'd had the previous week. Tell me about the fall. I didn't feel what like happened? a young... I had a fall last week. Right? Yeah. Now the floor had just been mopped. <laughs> Sorry, have you, turned, have you turned 53 or 83? <laughs> yes. Between yeah. the fall last week and the support. The and the I swear to God. And the compression <laughs> stockings. Uh, seriously, lads. Like it's, it's horrendous. It's all horrific. Uh, and the fall was really stupid. It was a stupid fall. Don't you feel like an absolute dope? The lovely, bright, coloured pumice that are out. I don't know if you know them, but anyway, I saw some woman in them and I thought, love them, they're funky. I might feel younger in those. <laughs> <laughs> From the minute I put them on me, I wasn't stable in these runners. <laughs> There's loads of grip on them, but anyway. And the next thing. My foot went just flying and in kind of a slow motion. It was spectacular. Yeah. I, I Jackson Pollocked the entire kitchen. <laughs> Tea went. I mean, there is not a surface in the kitchen that wasn't splattered with the tea. Don't you feel like yeah. an awful yeah. Yeah. 
But you had that terrible fall years ago. I remember you oh, telling me about that fall. You did. That was dreadful. Terrible. I had a very bad fall. I broke my nose. Yeah, I, was, I know. I saw horrendous. you like a week afterwards and you had, yeah. you were still did black you and blue. Even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see me? Yeah, I saw you. I'm rich in Chiswick With the face, the yeah. black eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try, I'll try to make this story quick. I'll tell you what happened. The, the great tragedy of this was that I was on my way to the pub. On my way. <laughs> <laughs> had a drink I was going to meet the girls and you know at that stage this was about seven years ago my kids were your kids age and you know you don't get out like you don't go out very much you definitely no. don't get to the pub no. to meet the girls like mm. god almighty it's so rare so I was skipping yeah. happy was a club. that's where you went wrong skipping that's now. where I, I had that's the fucking nerve to be happy yeah. to be happy and to it's- skip that was it. And I was skipping across the road to see the girls in flats. I was in a pair of Converse. Mm. Like you couldn't get flatter, could you, than a Converse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was a, do you know what had happened? In the middle of the road, you know, those very hot summers in the London, the bus, it was the bus stop was parked and the tarmac had been so soft that it had come up on a wheel of the bus. So there was a kind of a bump in the middle of the road. And as I was skipping across, I hit the bump trotting across I was doing a kind of a not a walk not a run a bit of a hop skip Mm. cross I hit the bump and I went into midair and smashed my face (laughs) off the pavement I I don't know I kind of should be dead because if I'd gone sideways and hit my head I think I'd be dead I hit it with such a force that I smashed my nose and I hit my sort of my ribs and my knees and I was totally winded and what happened was I went like this it was like this Like, was that bad? And I was found by two police officers who turned the corner and thought I was drunk. They said, the next thing, I I still couldn't speak and I heard these two voices going, are you all right, love? Can you get up? Have you had a drink, love? Have you had a drink? Are you all right, love? And I couldn't answer them. I was just... (laughs) I was winded for like maybe three or four minutes before I went... (laughs) And I think they still thought, oh, oh she's fucking pissed. And the big Irish accent then out of me in the London. I thought, oh, here she is now. Here comes Mrs. Drunk Irish. <gasps> Have you had a drink, love? <laughs> no, I fell, I fell. <laughs> and eventually yeah. they kind of helped. It was a very bad fall. They kind of helped me up and uh, I think that they called or got them to call Steve or one of the girls came flying out of the pub, probably thinking, there goes our drink out. <laughs> <laughs> The upside of the story was I went straight, I went to hospital right straight away and they were kind of looking at the nose and they said, ah, yeah, you think you've broken your nose. And what they did was they uh, they took me into the and they said, what we need to do straight away is kind of push your nose back into position. Mm. Because oh, they need to do that very quickly before they oh, set. Yeah. My, um, uh, oh, yeah. my teeth feel funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, my nose felt very funny. So she said, <laughs> "I'm going to. If we don't do this, they'll set." So they basically go take <laughs> it back. So they did that, and I actually I was still so. I think so numb. Yeah. My whole face was just numb that I actually don't remember feeling any pain when they did that at all. And they said, "Okay, look." That might do the trick and there's no point. There's so much swelling now. You won't actually be able to see what damage you've done for a couple of weeks. So go home. So home I went. And of course, the next day, Steve was going to Cannes. I always remember this. I had the two small children to mind and I was hobbling. The knee was very bad. The ribs were sore. The face was black and blue. Oh, and he was going, right, well, I have to go to Cannes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about and, resentment. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Of all, of all the all things, things he could be doing. Now, yeah. to be fair, to be fair, he was selling our film. Yeah. It was about we had just completed Noble. Anyway, off he went, and uh, and I was left minding the two children. And you know when you have a thought, you're very sensitive, you're very vulnerable. You vulnerable. feel like you walk like an old yeah. woman. I felt very much like I just had a C-section. Like I just had another baby, that kind of, you're hobbling. Remember those hobbling? Everything's sore, yeah. yeah. After yeah. my C-sections, I was always hobbling and I felt about 80. So it was the same, that kind of thing. Yeah. And everybody felt very sorry for me. I remember getting the looks because the black eyes were spectacular. Yeah, I mean, yeah. both, when you break your nose, both sides of your face are purple, right? Yeah. And I remembered that the women at the school, oh, you know, the yeah. cleaners at the school, of course, just... oh, the straight away, the nod of... 
he he's, bet you around the head. Yeah, yeah. He's, after, he's after beat. Yeah, I definitely got a few of those nods and I felt desperate. Yeah. What, what are you going to say? Mm. What are you going to say? I, I don't know. I had a very bad fall. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> know. old chestnut. Yeah. That mm. old chestnut. Exactly. Yeah. So you, I just had to do the... <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Okay. Yeah, thanks. I didn't bother explaining myself. I thought that's pathetic. You know, yeah. you could have got a basher in the nose. You could have. So, you know, yeah. no point in explaining. Anyway, talk. the heel of the hunt, right? A couple of weeks passed, got through it and I had to go back. This is the funny part of the story. Going back to the hospital to assess the nose damage. So I go back. The swelling has gone down. Now, I had already broken my nose years earlier off a bike when I was about 10. Okay, mm. I went over the handlebars and I, I think I broke it. Nobody addressed it. It was just, you'll be grand. One of those situations. But I, I know it was broken. It was very far off to the left. So my hope for this fall was that it would straighten my nose. <laughs> 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 that it would redress the balance and that the fact that I was slightly off to the left, that maybe this time it would actually bash it back and straighten it. But my great fear was I was looking in the mirror and I thought, no, I actually think... It's a bit further left than it already was. No, this is, this isn't going to work. As an actress, as a feckin' presenter, it's uh-huh. now very crooked. So anyway, and this beautiful Indian doctor, I'd say he was in his 60s, very elegant. So, he, okay, let's have a look at you. Okay, okay. So he said, this is slightly off. You did have a break. You broke the nose and it's very slightly off center here now to the left. But it's a very nice nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, you, you have an option here. You could have a surgery and we can straighten the nose a bit for you. However, you're a beautiful lady. And I think this nose is okay. I think it's okay. Now, remember, Lady Diana had a very irregular nose. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me through the Lady Diane you. <laughs> gave me the... That's where I've seen that nose before. I knew I recognised it. He <laughs> said, Lady Diana had a very irregular nose, but she was a beautiful lady. Yeah. I, said, I said, okay. I said, but I think it's very far off to the left. <laughs> is it not just a bit too far off to the left? Yes, it is. I would give it a couple more. I would give it a few more weeks. There's still a bit of swelling. I would give it a few more. Come back to me. You need to think on this, okay? Because if we need to do this job, we need to break your nose again. Oof. I know. And I thought, lots oh, of it. I thought, oh my God. God. We need to break your nose again. You will have the black eyes again. Swelling, more swelling. And honestly, I felt so sick. I wasn't ready. I just thought, I can't. I can't do this again. I'm only a couple of weeks sick. But he said, okay, so you need to go away. Let the swelling come down more. And have a look. Keep looking. You know, think about Lady Diana. Think about, <laughs> uh, you know, irregularity can sometimes be a nice thing. You know, it. <laughs> I thought, okay, you're a lovely man and I'll go away. I wasn't ready for the breakage. So I went away for, I think I left it for a month Mm. to give it the full, let the full swelling go down. And when I went back a month later, my lovely Indian doctor wasn't there. So I can't remember his name. So there was a much younger man. I'd go so far as to say a child. Uh, I'd say... (laughs) Touching, <laughs> touching 30 and very good looking, which immediately changes <laughs> the dynamics of everything. I mean, he, for starters, he, said, he took to the file, you know, he didn't know who I was. He's looking at the file. Oh, yes. OK, you had to fall. Mm-hmm. OK, let's take a look at you. And he pulls the stool up so close. I, I thought it was going to snog me. I thought this <laughs> lad is coming in for the snog. He went right up to my face like this and he was very good looking. I was taken aback. I was like, what? <laughs> to, take a, to take a breath here. Anyway, this, I'll give you a laugh. He came so close and he didn't say a word. It was very intense. Just looking at my face for a full 30 seconds, which you know that feels long. And somebody's looking at you that intense and closely and then he just said, ah, yeah, no, you've got to get that fixed. <laughs> ready for I think I can live with the fucking <laughs> and I said does it do I not remind you of anybody <laughs> I was fully waiting for him to say no, 
touching Lady Diana about you. <laughs> Not a mention. No, yeah. just no. I know. I know that you yeah, yeah. have to. That has to so go. That's, that definitely has to go. And uh, and he booked me in for the surgery. <laughs> like there was no chance. There was no way. I, I, I The lovely Indian man had had really done his work and I was prepared oh, to. Uh, but deep down, I knew it had to be done. So, so I'm assuming it. now in my limited knowledge of getting nose jobs or breaking anything, in fact, they they do put you, you to get sleep. full anaesthetic, right? The full general anaesthetic. Yeah, they don't yes, just it's, punch you in the face. Yeah. And like my, my nose is not great now. I mean, I, I don't like my nose. It's I really lucky nose. Well, yeah. there's a dent in it. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've now got a boxer's nose. Yeah. If you look closely at the zoom there now, <laughs> you'll see that it's slightly, there's no symmetry here, right? There's no symmetry in this face. Slightly <laughs> off to the left and a dent in the middle. It's, it's not an actor's nose, Eva. You know, it's a character it's not, nose. You know, when you use the word character, that covers a multitude. That's <laughs> <laughs> a character in your face, lovely. A shady character. Yeah. Mother Teresa had a lot of character she in her a lot face. Of character. Well. <laughs> when you go to hospital now, every bathroom says, has big signs everywhere saying, don't fall. Oh, don't yeah. fall. These yeah. signs are everywhere. And I presume these are for the poor patients who are limping and hopping and they've had surgeries or for old people for whom the worst thing that can happen to you to them is, is a fall. fall. It is so the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. became a catchphrase in our house. So every other day when we're going down the stairs, up the stairs, out the door, we go, don't, don't fall. fall. It became a... <laughs> that's a ridiculous sign. I, mean, I know. Like, oh, I was going to, I was going to fall, but it says yeah. don't, so I better don't. not go. I mean, it yeah. purposely falls. We don't, don't. need to not to fall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I presume the purpose of these signs is to get you to hold on to the fucking yeah. railings that they have everywhere. That's it. The sign doesn't say... Be careful. No. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't fall. I'm not having another fall. And I might marry Kondo, those feckin' Puma runners that owe me nothing. So I'm not going to thank them. How am I meant no. to thank the runners for a fall on my arse and I only had them two weeks? <laughs> Burn the runners. Burn the runners and fuck off yourself and thank you for nothing. Okay, well, that's it, folks, for this week's episode, which is called Thank You and Go F*** Yourself. That's all for me, SJ and Eva B. Oh, we have another podcast dropping this Monday. Otherwise, we will be dropping every Thursday in life, <laughs> dropping from a height. So please subscribe and spread the word. And don't fall. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.